Hello again, hockey fans. This, welcome to another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. I am Bill Berg, your host today. Uh, MJ Hammond is still out on assignment. With, with me today will be Bill Berg Jr., uh, Del Scanlon, and our special guest is Eric Strand, the head coach of the UW-Eau Claire women's hockey program. Uh, welcome, Eric. Hey, thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so we'll get started with this season. Obviously, you guys are playing a very abbreviated season uh, this year, getting getting ready to start mm-hmm. soon. Um, what's that been like, getting prepared, keeping the, the women um, engaged and ready to go uh, as you prepare to, to get started with this abbreviated season? Well, it's, it's, it's had its moments for sure. Um, you know, it's uh, right from the beginning with, uh, with, with our year starting, we just, you know, our communication with the team from the beginning is very, uh, you know, very much having them be prepared for the ups and downs. Um, you know, we've gone through a few different times where, you know, you, you watched that spike um, w- with COVID in, in November and it's just like, holy cow, what's this going to do? Um, so, you know, you're, you're, you're watching that that whole time, not knowing how that will impact decisions that are made for, for competing. You're watching other schools and, and decisions being made by, you know, some schools out East that, that decided very early, um, you know, they're, they're not going to compete. So, uh, it was just preparing them that, you know, to be grateful every single day, we're able to be at the rink just because, you know, you just don't know which, um, you know, if you will have a tomorrow when you're leaving, quite frankly, um, so, you know, it, it, our, our group's uh, already gone through quite a bit uh, adversity, just uh, just getting to this moment. So to say that we're, you know, we're, we're a little over a week away from actually playing our first games and um, are, are more than ready to drop the puck at this point. Yeah, and it looks like your your schedule this year is basically two games against each of the other WEAC teams. Uh, and then the, the O'Brien Cup tournament and, and, and that's that's pretty much it. It, it, the, we didn't put the NCAA schedule out there yet. Um, you know, that's what we're, you know, we've, we've got a, two different conference schedules depending on what, what gets decided or finalized with that. Right now, the NCAAs um, are an option. Um, so really the only change that might be is, is with the format, potentially, if, if all of a sudden the NCAA tournament isn't an option from the standpoint of it being held. Um, if none of our teams uh, qualify for it or, or look like they'll qualify for it, I think they'll keep the tournament the O'Brien Cup schedule as it is, uh, but if for some reason uh, the NCAA gets together and, and for, there's not enough conferences to play or whatever it's, it's decided, uh, we've got a different format for that just to try to maximize uh, the opportunity for for our players. But uh, it's it's an extremely condensed schedule, uh, no doubt. I mean, we've usually played uh, that many games by you know middle of middle of November, end of November. Um, but you know, I, I think you talk with, with any one of our players, especially our seniors, if, if they have the opportunity to play two games this year, they're going <laughs> to, we're excited about that. So, um, you guys graduated a couple all Americans last year and a lot of talent, um, three straight NCAA <clears throat> tournament appearances, uh, before this all happened, uh, you had high expectations, I assume coming into this year as well. Yeah, we, you know, every year, the last few years, um, it seems like the, the team's become a little bit stronger. Lessons learned from the prior year passed down and, um, you know, the group continues to be hungry. So, 
Um, you know, with the way that, that that last year ended, obviously a couple great All-Americans on, on top of, you know, the other seniors that, that left us and, and the, the wealth of experience that they had gained. Um, you know, this year we're, we're really young. Um, we've got uh, nine freshmen that, that um, with eight sophomores. So, you know, the majority of our, our roster this year is, is underclassmen. But with that being said, you have that energy too that comes in with the youth, um, and and we're, so we're really excited about this class uh, that came in we're, and, and how they complement what we brought back this year. Um, so you know, for for me, it's every day's been kind of like a, you know a kid going the, the day of, of Christmas. You you have this toy that you want to play with, you know, and, and show it off to all your friends and. Um, you know, we're hoping that in another week we're going to get that chance because um, we've been very happy with what we've seen at the rink so far, just um, as far as, um, you know, just the skill, the, the grit that we brought and, um, you know, just, just the way that they're, they're bonding in a very short period of time. Um, we're pretty excited for, um, for this group to hit the ice. Yeah, you mentioned you had uh, nine freshmen this year. Seven of those freshmen are from Wisconsin. Um, which is fantastic. Uh, yes. Hattie, Hattie Verstegen, Taylor Meyer, Maddie Jablonski, <laughs> yeah. Amber DeLong, Eden Gruber, Josie Matheson, and Abby DeLong. Uh, all of them played high school hockey as well, which uh, mm-hmm. in our in our mind as Wisconsin for hockey is even better. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, seven freshmen, 13 Wisconsin players overall. Uh, in your tenure at the team, uh, your, fir- your first season you had seven. Uh, second yep. season eight, and then eleven, eleven, eleven. Each of the next three, and now you're at thirteen. Um, is yep. is recruiting in state uh, a focus of yours? Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the one of the things, and we talk about this with our recruits too, is you know we're trying to grow our program so that you know we want every player that we're talking to to first want to be a Badger, but if it's not going to work at the Division One level, you know we want we want to be the best option um, at the Division Three level, and 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 that's a pretty bold. Um, goal to take because there's some very good institutions that that we're competing against for these players um but you know it's one of those things where you know early on you know luke strand who's a lot of people ask if we're related and it's it's pure coincidence um but uh you know i learned from luke strand and matt lowen um you know when i was on the men's side just you know one of the things that you get with wisconsin players is you get that that skill but you also get that grit um, you know, and, and it, it comes quite frankly, in my opinion, and I can say this from, cause I'm from Minnesota, but they're, you know, the, the entire time that they're growing up, they're always being compared to Minnesota kids and, and they're always hearing about how great Minnesota is. And at the end of the day, the best Wisconsin players would be at the top teams and on top lines in, in, in the state of Minnesota too. So you're getting this player who, who's not only passionate, but they've got the skill and the grit and, um, you know, for us, it, it's, you know, two years ago, when we actually did play in the NCAA quarterfinal games. Five of our six players that started the game were Wisconsin kids. Uh, and and if that if the Minnesota kid wasn't so good, <laughs> um, you know, it, it would have been six. So, um, you know, it, it's just something a lesson I learned very early on, um, you know, that that I, I believe, um, you know, to have success, you need that that hybrid and that combined team where you've got uh, the mix of, of Minnesota kids and, and Wisconsin kids and, and the geography even for the Minnesota kid plays a role in it. So uh, we try to be as, as diverse as we possibly can. And, um, you know, I, I just uh, just couldn't be more happy with, with what we've been able to do and, and how we've been able to grow that numbers. I mean, going back to Badger Bob Johnson, 
you know, it was, it was one of his biggest, biggest undertaking was, was how can we grow Wisconsin hockey? So, you know, and, and, and trying to fulfill that message too, or that goal, it's, it's just, it's a big part of our, our focus. And, um, you know, I, I, we hope that that continues. And if it's, you know, if it continues to grow, that's, that's phenomenal for us. You mentioned Madison at the top. Um, I remember way back in the day when Barry Alvarez took over as the football coach, um, he wanted to build a wall around Wisconsin. He hated if, cause you know, those football prospects are all rated. He hated if a Wisconsin three, four, yeah. or five star prospect went somewhere else. He hated yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so it, it's good well, to see that, that opportunity and that, that kind of mindset is, is, is around. Well, and, and it's a testament too to how much the game is growing. Um, you know, you, you look at um, the quality of the player in the state, um, you know, our, our, the biggest thing that scares me right now or that makes me like, just look at it, like the, this class this year, um, there are some very good um, 2020s that are graduating. Um, and because of how young we are, we, we really don't have a shot at them. And, and so for me, I've got a very close eye on where they're going because I know we're going to be competing against those players for four years. And I know what their potential is. So, um, you know, and, and, and that just, you know, you, you see the, the, the women's game growing all over the state and, you know, that part is just, we're, we're sitting in the best possible state as far as, or position in the state, as far as I'm concerned, because of we're, we're so close to the Minnesota border, but it's, uh, you know, it's so easy for us to get over to the Eastern side of the state too. So to keep our eye on all these players, um, you know, with a division three budget is, is a lot more manageable than I think some of our, um, you know, competing schools, I guess you could say. Well, you, you, you have an advantage and you don't have to go all that far because uh, most of the best teams right now in, in our, our girls high school hockey are in the Western part of the state. That's um, there are, there are, you know, a couple of top teams over in the Eastern or Eastern or Central part, but yep. the, the talent seems to be located right around your area. There's some very good players in our area, um, but, you know, to, to be a little bit of devil's advocate too, you know, sometimes the best players actually come from the worst teams, you know, um, Aaron Connolly, for example, um, you know, you look at her stats in high school um, and, and, and Aaron and one other player, and, and this, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to their, to their team, but they, they were amazing players for them. And, and so, you know, and, and I say that just in case there's any um, any parents watching this and, and they're concerned because maybe their kid isn't in, on one of those great teams right now. Um, you know, you learn a lot about watching recruits on teams that, that aren't doing well um, because you want, you know, for me, when I'm watching players, I, you want to see how do they deal with that adversity because when they get to college, it's not, it's not smooth sailing and it's not just UW Claire, it's any school. Um, you know, it's, it's their first time away from home. Um, the, the, the adversity that they go through, um, even when things are going well, um, you know, you, you want to have kind of an idea of, okay, how will this, how will this player handle it? Um, and so, you know, from that, from that standpoint, um, you know, it, it is, we have to be, you know, as a staff, we're always talking about, you know, okay, what's going on in the state? Who are we watching right now? How are they handling it? And, and we don't, you know, obviously you're focusing on the top teams because you want players that, that, you know, ha have that kind of that winning mentality already in their system, but you don't want to miss somebody who's great that has an even bigger chip on their shoulder because they haven't had that success yet. Um, and when you get that player and you get them on board and you start having success, they are so hungry. 
um, and, and they don't take it for granted. Whereas maybe somebody who's been winning quite a bit, you know, they've had some success. So um, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's just a way, a little bit how our staff looks at it. Well, yeah, I mean, just going back in recent history, uh, Kim Van, Van Brunt from Northland Pines um, played for your team. Right now, yeah. uh, you have uh, Addie Young, a junior. She's from Superior. Mm-hmm. Emma Peterson, yeah. a senior. She's from Superior. Yeah. Superior, as far as that section goes, has not had much success. They haven't been no. uh, very good, but they've got, if you told me they had two players that were playing um, D3 college hockey right now, uh, given the records they've had, I'd, I'd be surprised, mm-hmm. but they're getting it done. Well, it, we always, you know, I joke quite a bit with them when we go and watch them, um, you know, they'd have eight players on the bench. And, and so it was kind of like a, a Nats car pit change. They would go on one end of the bench, they'd get water, and then they get put out the door the other side. Um, so, you know, it's just, but it prepared them. You know, they, they saw a lot of minutes and, you know, they had to have a positive attitude because they were, they were leaders on their team. So, um it, it it is there's there's something to be said about that and and it's it's about you know representing your home t- hometown to the best of your ability and 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 sometimes you're very fortunate and and you get to be at this you know state tournament and under the big lights and and other times you're you're grown through you know that that strength through adversity and and that's very powerful um you know when you get to especially away from home for the very first time um you, you've already been battle tested in a lot of situations Eric, you... quick question. Go ahead, Del. On some of the players and, and everything. Now, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity for uh, women to go on and play after mm-hmm. college and everything. Now, with some of these players, do you encourage some of them uh, to think about getting into coaching uh, to see what ones have uh, that type of interest? Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we try to always keep a spot open on our staff and, and – you know, it's true D3 budget where we're very open about that too. Your, your pay is whatever it is times zero. Um, so it, um, it, it's it's more you're going to get uh, the experience um, and, and hopefully with us being at the, you know, we, we hope to continue in the national spotlight, so to speak. Um, that will that will be a resume builder and a true, I guess, old school internship for a certain um side of things but you know you look at both uh both the bowers that just graduated emily and elizabeth bauer um you know elizabeth is continuing on um helping out a lot with tw um erin Connolly that's 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 done she's um trying to go off on her own and create her own goaltending she's actually a volunteer assistant with us this year um emily bauer's helping out with the steel in town she wants to get more into the you know the management side of things um so it, it just you, once again you know you have to have the player that wants to get into it but you know, that's, that's one of the biggest things that, you know, and I've learned this from other coaches too, that, that are like, Hey, Eric, any, anything we can do to help, let us know. And, you know, I want our players to know that too. Like, what can we do if you want to stay in this game and give back? I think it's the responsibility because, you know, our, our players, their the experiences that they're having are, are, are absolutely priceless to be, to be able to pass them down. So, um, you know, one of the one of the unfortunate things that happened with COVID this year is our, our team actually works with the with the girls youth hockey program in town here and we split them up by um, by age level. So our our youngest players are working with their youngest players. So every year our players get older, they stay with those uh, with those younger girls and and hopefully they're showing them, you know, ways to, you know, ways to be to progress in the game. Um, and, and they're out there once a month each player's out there once a month. So every week they have blue goals on the ice with them. And, and, you know, we're just kind of 
to try to control the game a little bit. And at the same time, it's providing that experience for them to see what it's like to be a coach and, you know, direct players. And, um, you know, especially in the higher levels, if they're, if they're watching a game and they're seeing their mistakes, maybe they're learning <laughs> a little bit too, that'll help them with our games and, and how frustrating it can be to be a coach when you're trying to teach. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's such an important part, um, uh, you know, for us, I think, to, to, to be able to offer that um, at least opportunity to, to help pass those lessons on. So we're starting to see it happen. And, and that, you know, for me is, is something that it's, it's very exciting because, um, you know, I, I get that front row seat to see how special our players are and to see them give back is um, it's going to be a lot of fun as we continue to get older to watch to see where, where some of these players take it because, you know, just with like Bauer and Connolly, for example, either one of the Bowers and, and, and Aaron, um, you know, I, I just, their, their, their imagination and their goals are, are their only limits in this. I, I mean, they're, they're, they are some very good teachers. So, um, you know, I, I hope that they're, they're not the, the first or, or the last for us. I, I don't think anybody here uh, it was at all shocked to hear that uh, either of the Bowers were interested in going into coaching. Um, their, their dad, Dan Bauer has been a high school coach at the boys and the girls levels. Uh, he's a regular contributor on our website. And yeah, we, we, we all know Dan very well. So it's not really a surprise that, that his kids would, uh, want to follow in his footsteps. No. For some reason, when Dan, uh, Dan writes it, I always invite our players meeting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where their daughters get it or where either Emily and let's just say for our meetings, I, I always had to be the most prepared for their, their meetings whenever we were having them because uh, they're very thorough. Um, and uh, it, it always, it, it challenged me in the right way to be, uh, to be their coach. So uh, I enjoyed every second of it. All right. Uh, I was looking around the, the other, the, the other WEAC teams, Northland has four Wisconsin players. River Falls has eight. Stevens Point has nine, and Superior only has three. Uh, so you guys are far and away in the lead uh, there. Um, I want to just talk about some players you've had in the past. Um, I was looking through the the record book on the UW-Eau Claire website, and I saw mm-hmm. that uh, Courtney Wittig of uh, Bay Area, for us, um, has the, the record mm-hmm. for points per game in a, in a college career. Um, Holly Turnbull from Hayward... Uh, uh, has the UW Eau Claire record for penalty minutes, as a proper defenseman should. <laughs> um, obviously, Erin Connolly has all kinds of record books now, uh, records now. Uh, she came in as a freshman and pretty much took yep. the starting job and and never gave it back. Um, and you guys, for each of the last four seasons, you set uh, a school record for wins: eighteen, nineteen, twenty-one, and twenty-two. Um, uh, I was looking yeah. at you know goalie stats college-wise for Wisconsin high school goalies, and she's I think it was top three or four like ever in the state with you know Jesse Vetter at the Badgers yeah. and um, mm-hmm. uh, who's the other one from the Icebergs who played at St. Thomas. Oh, I, I should know this because she beat us. Um, yes, Dan Dan wrote about yep. that, and um, it, it led to some controversy on the site too. <laughs> yes and I'm, I'm ashamed i don't know because i you know i've got such high praise for her i think it, 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 her and aaron are, are, are friends and, and so i, I, think it I literally said her times, name but, earlier today um, and i can't remember but i know 
Yes, and Kenzie uh, Torpy. Me too, because she oh, played. Yeah, music. Kenzie Torpy. Thank you. Yes. Yep. I, I knew I said it earlier. Uh, she, uh, she put St. Thomas on her back that year. Um, had, a, had an amazing season. So it was unfortunate the way her season ended uh, and her career ended with that with the with the knee injury because it would have been um it would have been neat to see what she could have done in the final four. Um, have you been following but, the? Um, no, the Wisconsin. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say just a, just a just a comment on the on the Wisconsin players you listed. Uh, you know, each and every one of them from, you know, you you look at Courtney and, and our, you know she was actually the the only well she not the only anymore but she was the first Division three hockey player drafted in the NWHL, eleventh um, overall her senior year here. So, um, you know, and, and and each one of those players, you know, what was what was so great about um, you know each one of them as blue golds is every one of them bought into, you know, kind of our program philosophy. And, and, you know, you wouldn't know, you know, Courtney, that, that she was the leading point getter, you know, I mean, she just, she was there every day contributing as hard as, as, as anyone. And it wasn't any, you know, there, there wasn't any kind of a look at me kind of a, from any one of them. Um, and so it's just, and, and, and Holly, I can tell you every one of those penalties was earned. Um, but um you know, as, as much as that's the case, um, some of the goals she scored from us, um, you know, she's one of the one of the most prolific goal scorers from a defenseman from us, uh, you know, that that she's absolutely set the example of what it looks like on the blue line. So, um, you know, she we still have players that, that played with her and, and she was such a terrific role model that they're, they're still trying to emulate some of the stuff that she was doing while she was here. So. Um, you know, every one of those players not only was was a, a gifted athlete, but but a great teammate, and and they did it the right way. I would be remiss since we're talking about previous uh, players and games. Um, uh, we used to run a, a, a girls' summer program, and uh, Bill's brother was our goalie coach. And um, there there was a game. Uh, well, one, one year we had. Uh, Kim Van Brunt and Kristen Pekacek as our two goalies, mm-hmm. and Bob saw that in in one game okay. that uh, they 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 played against each other to a scoreless tie, and <laughs> that was like the best thing that he could have imagined ever happening. Two goalies that he worked with during the summer playing in college to a scoreless tie. <laughs> it's like yes. And I do think that was her senior year too. Um, we had we had a lot of ties that, so <laughs> and Kim was great too. Um, have you been? Uh, they just started up this past weekend. Have you been watching any of the NWHL uh, since you mentioned Courtney Wittig was drafted a couple of years ago? Um, I, I haven't got to watch any games. I've been following a lot on Twitter, watching a lot of the goals, uh, keeping track of the scores. Um, you know, Lake, Lake Placid, obviously being hockey people, that's, that's kind of like our Graceland. So, um, you know, and then for us, um, you know, that's where we, in 2013 on the men's side, we won a national championship. So anytime I can watch any highlights there, it just brings back memories. Um, you know, pay attention to, to different plays that happen on the ice, and, and it, it'll make me think of something that happened in our, one of our games. But um, you know, it, it's it's great to see what's going on with that. You hope that that um, you know is is something that decades from now you look at and say, you know, you're there for the beginning. And um, you know, it's just it, I think it's great for women's hockey overall just to continue to grow the game. So um, you know, hopefully this can this continues to go well and it seems like it's done really well i think they've had eighty thousand viewers um yesterday i obviously 
today's wrapped up on, uh, or, or just about to wrap up. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things we just hope that uh, it, it continues to go well because the women's game from where it was to where it is, is, is two dramatically different places. The speed, the plays that are made now, the physicality, it, it's just, um, you know, you, you do, you get dropped off. Like if I, you know, growing up in Minnesota, I, I, when I go over and watch some high school games over there, for example, there's some times where it's like, okay, am I in the right place? Cause some of the section final games, especially it's, it's like, I've got to get there so early because they might be sold out. Um, and, and so it, it's been, it's, it's amazing how it's really taken off. And, and, you know, when, as people are giving it a chance and they're coming and watching and even our games, um, you know, some, some friends that kind of came out to support early on, uh, were absolutely floored by how fast it was in, in our actual like fans. Now they went from, from being just, Hey, nice people to come in and say, yeah, we'll come and watch. And to being genuinely like, this is something they look forward to doing on Friday and Saturdays because, um, of, of the quality of the game now. So, um, you know, I'm very excited with what, with them being able to put something like that on and, and excited that it's going to be televised too. So, because I just think it's, it's got the potential to, to only help. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned the 80,000 viewers yesterday to put that in mm-hmm. context. That's, you know, it's streamed online, um, to an audience that, you know, the, if you know it's there, you're going to go watch it. But to most people yeah. don't even know it's there. 80,000 no. people. The NHL averages about 300,000 viewers for a broadcast on NBC. Yeah. That's really not that big a gap uh, when you consider that NBC Sports Network is in 80 million homes on TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They get about 300,000 viewers. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, that's, I think it's great. Uh, there's two Wisconsin players I've been following all day. I was watching games today. Uh, yeah. Maddie Rowe is playing for yeah. the Minnesota Whitecaps, and Teresa Knutson scored today uh, the game-winning goal uh, for the Metropolitan Riveters, uh, a classic Teresa Knutson goal. Uh, she, yeah. found herself, she found herself alone in the slot against the goalie, and she didn't try to do any of those silly little deeks or anything. She no. took a wrist shot into the corner of the net, and the goalie didn't have a chance. <laughs> That doesn't surprise me at all. So I, I don't know Maddie really at all, but but TK, she she's a, she's a tremendous person too. So got to spend some time around her, and um, you know she represents Wisconsin really well. Also, so great. Uh, once again, you know it's, it's going to be interesting to watch to see what she decides to do in the women's game. Uh, you know, as her as she, when she decides to hang up the skates altogether. Um, I had another question. Let's see if I can remember what it was. <laughs> Oh, it was about um, Plattsburgh State. They're kind yes. of the they're the UW Whitewater of college yes. women's hockey. They are. Um, yes, they've won five of the last six championships and yep. uh, seven overall. Um, yep. I assume. I mean, you don't want to look ahead. You know, the tournament last year, you were you know a couple games away from there. You don't want to look ahead, but were you looking forward to that matchup? Yeah, we um, so. We, you know, obviously you don't look too far ahead. Um, what I was excited about last year is to really find out where our program was because we would have first had to go through, you know, Coach Joe at River Falls. Um, the previous game when they beat Gus Davis, he just got to 400 wins. Um, you know, and, and that's just a terrific, like that's one of the most special games every year just because of you, you, you. I mean, all of our games you have to be ready or, or the other team will wipe you out. But 
Um, you don't win 400 games on accident. Um, you know, and if we would have had success against that, I believe the next opponent we would have lined up against would have been uh, Middlebury. Uh, and, and, and their coach is, I, I mean, I think he's set the record for Division Three right now. Um, if we were fortunate enough to somehow figure that game out, uh, we would have probably lined up against Plattsburgh and, and five of seven national championships. And, and he's, I think, third right now, um, third or fourth on the list uh, of all-time winners. So, um, you know, when we are talking with recruits, you know, we, when we first started here um, five years ago, it was, you know, we were trying to catch River Falls. Um, you know, we, we wanted to catch up to the St. Thomas's, the Gustavus's, um, and the Adrian's and, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's not, those aren't opponents we're not looking past, but they're opponents that we're, we're at least those are 50, 50 games at this point, you know? So, um, it, it, for us, we're, we're focused now on, okay, we need to get to that next step because we do want to get out there. You know, I, you want to find out how good is your team really? Uh, and, and if we ever line up where we're Plattsburgh's on one blue line and we're on the other, we're doing a lot of things right. And, and, and we'll be able to answer that question because, you know, they're, they're, what a tremendous program. I, I mean, that's just a couple of years ago, they won four in a row uh, and, you know, to win one. I mean, just to even get to one is, is tough, but to, to actually win it, um, you know, five or six is just it's incredible. So. Um, you know, you, you, you want to find those opponents, you want to play those opponents. And, uh, those are, those are t tremendous games and, and uh, hopefully someday we're, we're able to, uh, you know, figure out how to get by river falls or whoever we're at in the quarterfinals to, to take that next step and get closer to them. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's going to take a lot of work. There's no doubt about that. Well, you've had a couple firsts. You had the, the first, uh, regular season championship. At mm -hmm. UW Eau Claire, and you had the first O'Brien Cup championship at UW Eau Claire. So, um, unless unless the guys have any other questions for you, I wish you the the best of luck. I think what you're doing is great. Uh, I, I'm, I am a fan. Um, oh, thank you. Any any and especially anybody who who gives these 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 girls a chance to go up and play women's hockey in college. Um, you know, you've, you just, you said at the beginning that, you know, the top Wisconsin players, they line up with the top Minnesota players, but outside of Wisconsin, a lot of people don't seem to realize that. Um, and no, and we're trying, but yeah. And that's fortunate and unfortunate, um, for us, you know, cause <laughs> they can stay away. <laughs> um, but no, I, I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, appreciate what you all are doing too. So, uh, thanks for, thanks for inviting me and having as a guest and, Hopefully we can come back, uh, maybe bring a trophy with us one of these other times. That would be great. <laughs> thanks, Coach. All right. Thank you, All Coach. Right, thanks, Del. Yep, thanks, you guys. Have a great evening. Hockey's fun. You're on mute. That was breathing hard. Uh, yes, all right. That was fun. Um, let's uh, get back to our regularly scheduled program. And I believe Dell is going to take us through the Wyndham Garden Inn of Madison and Fitchburg Players of the Week, Dell. Thank you, Burglar. Um, this week, we have a goaltender on the girls' side that uh, is our Player of the Week. She had two shutouts last week and hasn't allowed a goal in her last four games. On Monday, 
in a one to nothing win over the Eau Claire area Stars. She had 21 saves. And then on Friday, in a seven to nothing win over Superior, she had 17 saves. And our Wyndham Garden Madison Fitchburg Player of the Week for the girls is Lauren Sobzak. Uh, and she is our Girls Player of the Week. Also nominated this week was Samantha Federici from Central Wisconsin. Actually, I forgot to update um, that from last week. Also nominated this week were Alicia Smith of the Eau Claire Area Stars and Nikki Oland of Hudson. Oland was also last week's winner. I forgot to update the notes. That's okay. I should have double-checked. Um, on the boys' side, on Monday, with two goals and two assists in a 10 to nothing win over Menominee, Thursday, he had... Two goals, one assist, and a 5-4 to four loss to Hudson. And then Friday, two goals and three assists and a 7-2 to two win over Hayward. From Eau Claire Memorial, the old Abe's Joe Kelly is the boys' player of the week. And also nominated this week was Jacob Sankey of Spash. And those are our Wyndham Garden Madison Fitchburg players of the week. And with that, we'll turn it over to Bill for our top sixes. Whenever somebody says something about Joe Kelly, I think they're talking about the pitcher for the Dodgers. Um, and it messes with my head. Because Joe Kelly is kind of a it's kind of a kind of a generic name. Hi, I'm Dave Smith. Hi, I'm Joe Kelly. All right. Uh, we have three unanimous number ones this week. Uh, boys, Division One. Uh, number one is Hudson. Two is University School. Three is Notre Dame Academy. Four is Madison Edgewood. Five is Chippewa Falls. Six is KMMO. Um, I can't believe I didn't notice this earlier. I've been following Chippewa Falls all season, and I didn't notice that uh, Bridger Fixmer, uh, their superstar goalie, has only played three games this season. Uh, I checked with uh, Brandon Berg, no relation, at the Chippewa Herald, and he uh, is he believes that he was hurt. Uh, earlier in the season, and he is—he has been out. He's only played three games this season, uh, so the Cardinals have been doing pretty well without him. Uh, are, you, are you saying Brandenburg is no relation to Bridger Fixmer? Brandenburg is no relation to me. Oh, okay. So probably not to me either. I would hope not. Okay. Otherwise, you were doing something. Uh, Division two: St. Mary Springs is number one. Lakeland is two. Superior is three. Rice Lake is four. Mosinee is five, and Northland Pines is six. And then for the girls, uh, the Fox City Stars are number one. And then the rest is just a jumble, but Western Wisconsin is two, three is Hudson, four is St. Croix Valley. Tied for fifth are Eau Claire area and Central Wisconsin. Um, Chippewa Falls Menominee was next out this week uh, on the girls' side. Alrighty, and speaking of uh, top sixes... Um that all becomes a little less significant now uh, because the sectional seating has taken place. So uh, regardless of what we and the coaches think are the top teams, well, I guess the coaches ha have selected the top teams in each of the sections. And uh, how much time do we want to spend on that? Because it is significant because the playoffs start in a couple of weeks. 
they do start in a couple weeks. I was surprised. I guess I haven't been paying close enough attention. I was surprised that Northland Pines got the top seed in Section 2, but they're also the top seed in the Great Northern Conference tournament this year, and since Section 2 is the Great Northern Conference, plus Marshfield minus Medford, uh, I guess that makes sense. Um, I kind of thought Lakeland would take it, but I haven't been following the Great Northern Conference that closely. Uh, other than that, there was no real surprises in the bracket this year. Uh, Wassa West is down at 6, which is probably the lowest they've ever been. Um, so that's fun. But yeah, the, some teams moved around out of their traditional brackets to fill in for the schools that had to opt out of the winter sports season. So the Eau Claire Area Stars and the Wisconsin Valley Union as basically border teams in their two sections had to drop down to girls' section three, um, making that path much more difficult. Uh, those are both two very good teams. On the boys' side, Homestead, uh, in the re after teams dropped out, Homestead had to move down from Division One to Division Two uh, because they were one of the 32 smallest schools in the state. Unfortunately, after the assignments were set, it looks like Monona Grove dropped out. Um, so that section, uh, Division Two, Section Four, only has seven teams instead of eight. So uh, the Division Two tournament is only thirty-one schools instead of thirty-two. Um, they didn't want to. I guess they didn't want to drop down a, another team after they had already announced the assignments. It probably would have been Wanaki, who just moved up from two to one due to school population last year. They probably would have moved back down for the tournament. Yeah, you talk about Northland Pines. I mean, I, I, I mean, we were talking early in the season that you know maybe, you know, well, we knew Northland Pines graduated a lot of seniors last year. I think they had twelve on their roster last year at the state tournament. Um, and they so graduated that made, you know, a whole North, team. Yeah, Northland Pines was was done. I mean, they opened the season, you know, losing you know five to two to Rhinelander of all teams. You know, so yeah, obviously Northland Pines can't be any good, um, but they just kind of seem to put things together and you know now they're the the top team in the the great northern conference and you know got themselves a, a top seed in in their section just goes to show what we know now you guys know better than i do on this but uh on the boys section one uh when's the last time you saw eau claire memorial down at this fifth seed Probably about the same time we saw Wausau West down at the six. Um, I don't know what last year's brackets were like, but I believe Hudson and Chippewa Falls were at the top and Spash was close. I'd have to go back and look again. Um, but yeah, Eau Claire North and Eau Claire Memorial play on that opening night. That'll be a, a fun one. Let's see what... Yeah, Wausau, on February 2nd, you got the three games. You got Barron against Rapids, Wausau West against Merrill, and then D.C. Everest against Ashland, and then go into the second round. But, and we'll probably do our regular section previews next week. Well, we'll have to if we want to do it before they actually start playing. So next week we'll, we'll do that. We'll probably have to forego the guest unless someone wants to come on and talk about sectionals with us. And the deadline for the Hobie is next week. Speaking of the Hobie, uh, 
yeah, um, we're not doing well. Um, I did contact Jim Hayes, as I said I would last week. Um, and as of the 19th, which would have been what, Tuesday? Wednesday, Tuesday? As of the 19th, uh, 22 boys teams and five girls teams. Um, that's all he had, nominations. Um, and, and that's not good. Uh, we could do better than that. Um, coaches uh, nominate somebody. Um, parents, find out if your coaches have nominated anybody. If they haven't, tell them to do it. Uh, booster clubs, find out if your team has nominated anybody. And if they haven't, uh, tell them to do it. Um, get those in. It, it's 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 a good program. Um, you know, it's about character and uh, dedication to hockey and sportsmanship and all that is good and you know in, in the world. So find someone on your team who deserves recognition and nominate them. As we said before, before you know, uh, this is the year that you know th this recognition really needs to come out. You know, a lot of the seniors, you know, are kind of getting a little shortchanged on what their seasons are, and this is the time to recognize one of those seniors for what they've done. Exactly. I mean, we as we just found out last week, the senior class tournament is uh, canceled again for this year. So you know, it's a whole other batch of. Well, they normally have 20 players from each. It's 160 uh, players who aren't going to be playing in that senior class tournament on the Um So, yeah, the deadline is February 1st, which is a week from tomorrow. So get those nominations in. Given what um, Mr. Shafransky told us about the WIAA's trials and travails of finding a site for the state tournament, um, you know, they went through several arenas before they landed on Southwood County. Um, it is not surprising to me that, uh, there isn't an arena in a health department willing to let 160 hockey players converge on the small town of Wapan for the beer tent this year. Um, the senior class tournament, I mean, that other people, <laughs> burglars just there for the beer tent, but... Uh, I'm I'm not surprised that it's not happening. That's just the logistics of that bringing 160 people in. It's a multi-day thing, so there's hotels and it's 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 a lot uh, for right now. I know there's a lot of people that are disappointed about it, but logistically, uh, given everything we learned from Tom a couple weeks about what the WIA had to do just to get a state tournament, um, I'm not surprised at all that the senior class tournament is not happening this year. It's disappointing, but it's the reality we live in right now. And if MJ was on tonight, he'd, you know, say what a disappointment that is uh, for Mason, who is a senior this year. Yes, uh, I was going to, you know, bring that up with MJ this year because Janesville started winning games. Um, it looked for a, quite a while like uh, Janesville was going to go Mason's senior season. They lost their first many, many games, but. Uh, since that last that oh, that opening stretch, they are four and three. So uh, they've started uh, turning things around and winning games, including beating um, Oregon seven to five. Oregon was briefly in the the Division two top six. 
Um, so, you know, that's that's good for them. I have not looked to see if Mason tallied any points in those games. Well, I'm quickly looking. Let's see. He's got, uh, he does have an assist on the season and a penalty. Penalty is probably more fun. Well, it depends on the kind of penalty. Well, yeah, yeah that, that's, yeah. I would, based on the past, I would expect more penalty minutes from him. So apparently he's gotten himself under control. Discipline. He has learned discipline in his senior yes. season. Well, good on you, Mason. All right. Um, is there anything else? Dell? You're on mute. Dell's on mute. Uh, there we go. I really don't have anything else this evening. It's hard to believe that, you know, we at the, we're down to the final week of the regular season. We are down to the final week of the regular season. That means that as staff, we need to start um, compiling our award nominees. I was going to say that means that there are like conference tournaments coming up. Um, that too. Not uh, that we're going to go to any, but I, I I don't know I don't know if the Badgerland is doing their tournament this year. If anybody from the Badgerland is listening, let me know. Or the I guess it's the Eastern Shores on the girls' side they do the same thing. I know that the Great Northern Conference is doing their tournament. It starts this week. Um, I don't know if the Badgerland actually exists as a conference this year. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the like uh, Fond du Lac schedule. They have um, Appleton United scheduled for Tuesday. They have Arrowhead scheduled for Saturday. They don't have any like TBDs out there, which is what you'd normally expect for their conference tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Arrowhead is the 30th and Saturday, that's, that would have been the weekend of the tournament. So doesn't look like there's going to be one. Okay. That was our second favorite event of the hockey season behind the state tournament, the Badgerland Conference Tournament. Just based on history of the tournament, we would have seen Springs take their second loss of the season. <laughs> because as the regular season conference champion, they're not allowed to win the tournament. That was always the place with the most upsets. Um, okay. Anyway, um, thanks for being with us. Uh, thanks again to our guest, Eric Strand from UW Eau Claire women's hockey program. Um, and thanks for all of you for, for putting up with us for uh, Bill Jr. And Dell and, MJ, oh, and, and, you know, hang in there uh, to the ice princess recovering. Um, take care of her, MJ. Uh, you'd be lost without her. Anyway, uh, come back next week. We'll try this again, and hopefully uh, MJ will be here. Thanks again for listening, and good night.